on today's episode of Down the Wire. There's sports shit going on, I guess, and Dave has a rundown to tell me, and I don't know what to talk about at all because it seems like we're just waiting for football to start. Basketball, nothing crazy anymore. Maybe some trade rumors. I don't know. Coming at you, Down the Wire. Every time we do it, y'all, we do it with fire. Episode number 128, Down the Wire. Welcome into the show where we talk about professional sports in unprofessional ways. My name is Tom, here with my brother Dave. Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping through the way or something like down that. The plane, mm. Down the plane, down the plane. That's yeah. right. On this episode of Down the Wire, we are foregoing all things sports to talk about all things Rodgers and Hammerstein. Mm. I couldn't tell you one other thing. I would probably know another thing, but I don't know it's Roger Hammerstein. It's not Roger Hammerstein. What was it? It's it's Rodgers and Hammerstein. Oh, yeah, no. No, no. Ham Einstein. Hammerstein. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's two guys. It's their last name. Not not just one guy oh, named Roger. <laughs> what's his name? Roger Rogers or something? Then Nail Hammerstein. Uh, so I, I went and saw Oppenheimer yesterday. Have you seen Oppenheimer yet? I have not. It came out yesterday. I know. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just wondering if you were on that or not. So. Did see that one. That was a good movie. That was a fun time. Uh, three hours, all of three hours. That's a grown-up movie yeah. right there. Shit. In, I, I mean, I would wouldn't call it a good time. Uh, no. Is it a good movie? I assume. Yeah. I mean, the movie isn't really. I I don't think that it necessarily. I think the whole plot of it is like showing how Oppenheimer really became like a politician as opposed to a physicist throughout this, you know, discovery and breakthrough of the atomic bomb. And it, I mean, I don't think that you can, it's not into the extent of like a war movie where you don't want to call it a good movie, even though it's based on a war movie. I, I mean, it's not one of those. Saving Private Ryan's. You can't be like, oh, my favorite part was the first 20 minutes. Like, whoa, that's w- like, whoa, that's an intense part, dude. The movie has a different intensity that's not surrounding the violence where I think you can still say that's a good movie. All right, fine. I mean, it's it's the one that is is viewed to be the, the big um, Oscar winner. Uh, Oscar award winner yeah. for this upcoming season. Um, uh, what's his name? Killian Murphy, uh, obviously playing uh, Oppenheimer. Uh, but yeah, I, I haven't gotten out to see it. I want to do the double feature. I want to Barbenheimer it and see Barbie with it because why the fuck not? Um, I mean, honestly, even if you're not into Barbie and all that, you're still curious as to what they're going to do with Barbie, right? I don't know. I I um 
I guess, but like, uh, yeah, I don't know what the plot would even be uh, of it. Of that's just, the whole point, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the whole point. You don't know, so you're kind of you're kind of wondering what they're going to do. Who is it? Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they just got and, hot people to do it. That's kind of the and, first step. And be prepared. Of I just read a report maybe a week ago that Mattel has already planned like forty-seven more movies based off their properties now i have no clue what the fuck they have under belt um but if you think you can get 47 more movies be my fucking guest they have brats or something what other what else do they brats ain't a thing anymore i don't know uh yeah let's look uh mattel toys we could start a movie podcast Uh, barbie start it off Hot Wheels, I mean that's a guarantee. Okay. Hot yeah. Wheels, absolutely guarantee. Um, uh, little people, is that going to be a thing? Ooh. Monster High, absolutely guaranteed. Yeah, that's already got a movie or two, doesn't it? N- not, not one that's like out in a theater. It's all those like straight to Netflix shit. Yeah, I, honestly, I still oh probably He Man. Masters of the Universe. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, that's that's a lock. Okay. But yeah, there's a whole bunch of shit out there. You can they'll figure out something, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh they did all right. They did all right with that, getting a Barbie movie out. Uh, I'm probably not gonna see it, but I did go see that's Oppenheim. Bullshit, Tom. I, I said I probably won't. What the fuck? Get out there. Be cultured. In Barbie. Okay. There was what? people going out and uh, wearing pink all at the movie theater yesterday. So You're damn straight. Uh, if you do uh, I go, went saw, you got to go get pink. I went and saw Asteroid City over the weekend, mm. uh, the newest Wes Anderson film. Um, very fun. The The kids in that movie absolutely steal the show. They are so good. And like almost everything the kids say is just hilarious and when i say kids i mean there's there's a fuckload of them so it's not it's not like there's one or you know two kids to be mentioning there's a bunch of just great humor uh that is done through you know all the children ranging from like i don't know five six all the way up to probably early teens so it's um yeah it's a nice little movie it's it's cute it's quaint and um yeah very fun nice nice uh should we get to some sports then yes i do have some sports first thing i want to bring up tom is we got the mlb trade deadline quickly approaching Mm -hmm. and there's a whole bunch of teams that have underperformed to to great lengths. Sure. Let's just be real. Um, you know, the Cardinals, Padres, Mets—they've all been. And I think the only one that we can really safely say that is the, that they're going to trade the, uh, someone is the Cardinals. Mm -hmm. They've been the only one that's been like, yes, uh, outside of Nolan Arenado, I think we're open for business. Okay. But I wanted to kind of go through the trade deadline a little bit because, um, I mean, it's what, isn't it like next week, two weeks from now? Yeah, it's coming up. Yeah. 
So we're about to see some flurry of moves. So let's just like go over a little bit of the review of some of these teams. First things first, I mentioned them before. They are for sure going to sell. So let's talk about the Cardinals. Okay, yeah, August 1st, just looked it up. August 1st is the MLB trade deadline. All right, all right, there we go. Uh, yeah, so, Thomas, you you got this baseball thing down since you are really, in like, involved in the, the baseball everything right now. Mm. Um, and, you know, and I, I'd like to say today, but I know I'm not going to keep up with you. So uh, give me give me that first bit of info that you think, or I should say, opinion on the Cardinals and what you think they're going to be doing. Uh, well, the Cardinals. I mean, I th- I still am the believer as a as a Brewers fan. Um, I I like to call bluff on St. Louis all the time. Uh, whenever I see situations like this, now it really hasn't turned around for them all year, so it does look pretty bleak as to them being in playoff contention at the end of it. But I also wouldn't put it past St. Louis to win their last 30 games just to win the fucking division like they do every year, it feels like. Uh, But I know Goldschmidt's only under contract next year, so he'll be a free agent after the 2024 season. If you want to try to capitalize on that, it would be kind of wild to get a reigning MVP traded. I know they're not really happy with Jordan Montgomery. He's going to be probably a pretty highly touted lefty pitcher on the market right now. Yeah, same um, with Zach Flaherty as well. Like those two are up there on um on MLBTradeRumors.com. The top fifty uh, trade deadline candidates, both um, what is it, uh, Montgomery and Flaherty are four and five respectively on that list. Well, they can't pitch. I mean, Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt and Wilson Contreras, like, yeah, you're not going to give up on those guys right away. I mean, you've seen what they've done. So the pitchers are what it's fallen on right now, and they're they're pretty big names, I guess, on the market. Flaherty has just never been the same since he got hurt. So I would kind of stay away from him. But Jordan Montgomery was such a big addition for them when they picked him up originally at the trade deadline the last time. I... I mean, who couldn't use another lefty starting pitcher? I mean, that they're always in the market. I could definitely see him on the move. Yeah, and that was uh, from the Yankees, correct? Yes, yes. That's where he started off. Yeah, and, uh, you know, speaking of another team that's just underperforming, the Yankees. I I mean, holy shit. Um, Do you think they make any moves? I, I can't envision that they do. Uh, like, I should say selling maneuvers. Maybe they actually go out and make, and get some more people because you know it's the fucking Yankees that get whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I find that to be a little crazy. No, I don't think they're gonna sell necessarily. Um, I do think Boone's gonna get fired. I think that's all but certain with this situation. They're surprised in right he now. hasn't. Yeah. Um, I mean they're fifty and forty-seven, and they're just at the bottom, and they're in the toughest division. Uh, the Rays, you remember the great start the Rays were off to this year. Not even the top team anymore. Baltimore has been absolutely insane. Their young core is just absolutely stacked. The Yankees, I could totally see, though, being buyers because of their record right now. I mean, 
they're not out of it by any means. They're ten games out. Well, nine and a half of their uh, team of their division, even being at the bottom of their division, they're about eight of the second place now, which would be a wild card spot. I mean, who's to say they don't fucking go out and get Otani or something like that? With they they have the prospects, they have the budget to sign him next year if they're going to want to do that. I think that they're more likely to be buyers as opposed to sellers at the deadline. Well, and we'll get to Otani. You already know how that's going to roll. But yeah, I wanted to save that one for less, obviously. Uh, you know, another team that has a lot of pitching and just a lot of talent altogether can't fucking put it together. Unfortunately, it's my Chicago White Sox. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, they've got the top guy right now. Again, according to MLB trade rumors, I think everyone was in uh, a strong consensus. Lucas, Lucas Giolito is the top guy that's available. And I, I mean, he's they got to sell. They have to be selling. They have to be getting rid of them and trying to do something. Um, it, it, they're the the White Sox are like the L.A. Angels of the AL Central. I can never understand how you have this level of talent and they can't ever put it together. The Angels? Well, the White Sox and the Angels. It's the same the same fucking uh team, more you or less. Got it. You were you're breaking up just for a second there, so I got you now. Um so the White Sox My I bad. think the White Sox I think are gonna be the biggest sellers at the deadline. Um you know, how much longer do you wanna invest in this core that you've built now for quite a few years that hasn't really done anything overly crazy? Giolino, I think pretty much everyone but Cease is going to be up on and Robert. I mean, I don't think Robert's going to go anywhere either. But, you know, if someone called about Eloy, like how fucking sick and tired are you are waiting for Eloy now? Yohan Mankata, same thing. Uh, you know, Yasmani Grandal. Yeah, I mean, those, those two guys are two fucking, like, the, the, some of the most over prospects in a minute. Yonkata and Eloy Jimenez, like they, Eloy's big problem is he can't fucking, he, he has zero baseball IQ. I mean, he, that dude consistently fucks up every time he steps onto a baseball diamond. And it, it's through a lot of bonehead maneuvers and plays. Uh, I, I would hope that he gets moved. I doubt it. I think you're, we're going to see a bunch of pitching. Uh, obviously at Giolito, uh, but Lynn is another guy that probably can get moved. Joe Kelly, Keaton Middleton, Reynaldo Lopez, all dudes that, uh, you know, can help either a starting core or a relief, uh, you know, the relievers, which is, you know, that's, that's obviously huge going into the final stretch. They're also uh, spending. Stay, they're also spending. Town. La- right, go ahead. Last thing. They're also spending just way too much money on relief pitching, so they got to get rid of them. That too. That too. Let's stay in Chicago though, because the Cubs are clearly going to be sellers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, I think the Marcus Stroman experiment has kind of died already. You think so? Do you? I do. 
I really do. I think he is a prime uh, candidate to get moved. Yeah, but like it's not him having a bad year. You're just saying that he doesn't want to be in Chicago. The, I, I think that him being there isn't going to help the Cubs with what they need right now. Yeah, but I think they can get a lot for him. And in my opinion, I would probably lean that this is the guy that I think could get moved that I think is the best guy on the market not named Shohei Otani. Okay. Um, I think Stroman going to a contender would be absolutely awesome. I, I really think that he is solid. Um, root for the guy, too, being such a short dude. That's a pitcher also, and uh, he's a stud when he goes out there, throws seems like 12 different pitches every time he goes out there. He's been really solid all year for the Cubs. I mean, his ERA is just over three right now. I think personally, Marcus Stroman would be, if I was a team, I would go after Stroman before I go after Giolito, and I would go after Stroman because you get, what, still another year or two with his contract. I know he's making a lot of money, but he's only making, you know, $20 million as opposed to $40 million if you were to go after Otani, which what you'd have to sign him for, or another big name like on the Mets or something like that. Well, and I don't know exactly where he's at right now, but I, I know at the beginning of the month, the dude was was pitching a 2.6 ERA. I mean, that is definitely, that's great. You know, that that's, a, that's someone that can definitely come in and be your number two, number three, like, if like not imagine, your overall number one. Imagine if, you know, the, the Mariners traded for Marcus Stroman or something. Just something like that. Like a team that would get just someone to come in, put him over the edge a little bit, or, you know, a, a Baltimore gets a Marcus Stroman. Like, that just seems like he would be a postseason hero-esque player on a contending team that is able to, like, get hot at the right time and ends up doing a little CC Sabathia-type shit. Okay, let's let's stay in the NL Central. Uh, we talked about the Cardinals. Obviously, we talked about the Cubs, the Pirates. Uh, remember when they were like the top team in the NL Central? Yeah, for like, like a NL, week and a half. Yeah, um, right. Quickly have fallen off of that, and they are uh, they're back to looking sad. Mm -hmm. So their last ten, they're two and eight. I think the Pittsburghs are back in their seller mode. Which is fine. I don't think they looked to contend right away. Um, so, is there anyone on that Pirates team that kind of intrigues you? Uh, if you can get David Bednar closer, I don't know if he's off limits or not, but I would say the two guys that intrigue you the most are going to be off limits. I don't think they're going to trade Brian Reynolds because they just signed him, uh, even though that yeah. was a thing at the beginning of the year, right, where he was – kind of unhappy with the situation and I thought that might maybe that could be the biggest addition transaction we see all year because I think Brian Reynolds is nice I mean he's fucking good and O'Neill Cruz is either hurt or not eligible either so no shot you'd get them I would say that you don't really want a starter on their team 
No one that jumps off the page. Come on, uh, Rich Hill. Well, maybe Mitch Keller, but again, I think they're going to build around him as well. So, Rich I, Hill's been pitching since the 1960s. Yeah, Dick Mound. His name literally means Dick Mound. <laughs> um, so no, I, I'm going to say David Bednar Here, would be cool, but other than that, meh. Hear me out. Uh, obviously, Tom and I are a little biased. We are Brewers fans. Sorry. Do you you could persuade the pirates to part with Carlos Santana. Uh, yeah, he's kind of old too. So I don't think that one would really be too bad. I think McCutcheon's another name that's being floated around too to get another veteran bat on another contender. But you know, that already came and went with Milwaukee. So I don't think that he would well, be on the I'm market saying. I there. think Carlos Santana would be very helpful on this Brewers team. Um, I know that they're they're finding ways to win. So maybe I shouldn't complain. True. But but you know uh, this I, team is like finding ways to win to lose in October. Yeah, I mean really, yes. Yes. Um and I I think I think one of the biggest spots that they could use some help is first base because Rowdy is a hit and miss. Correct. Um, pun pun intended, but I I think you could get Rowdy some help, if not just outright replace him. So here's my Brewer name. Here's my Brewer name. Uh, it's Jamer Candelario, one hundred percent. Uh, from Washington, plays third base. Uh, he's signed for a one year deal, so you can get rid of him right after it. Uh, he's. Totally in the market for the Brewers. His suitors listed on uh, CBS Sports are Phillies Brewers Twins. Um, I mean, he he's definitely having a little bit better of a year. He's got totally some, like, pop in the bat. And he plays third base, which I also think the Brewers could definitely use more help at because they sent down Luis Arias, and he's sucking in the minors. So now they're super concerned about third base. They always seem to be in the market to try to get someone at third base. Uh, you know, whether it was Aramis Ramirez at the beginning of the year or like a failed prospect or a failed attempt at Eduardo Escobar when they got him, it seems like a position they do try to add on and try to find uh, people. Well, at. You know, I'm going to pause on that. Uh, Eduardo Escobar, they didn't do shit with him. That that is the Brewers' fault, which is you know unsurprising. What the Brewers can't can't do jackedly shit with their fucking team. Yes, um, especially the moves that they make. Um, our boy though, Brandon Schneid, put out a pretty nasty article on how the Brewers have won up to this point the Josh Hader trade. And uh, it's hard for me to disagree with him there. Well, you remember we were the only two people in the city that totally wanted Josh Hader to be traded. Um, and yeah. we were completely correct on that now that it's happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we end up getting a, you know, super young catcher with team control. And Josh Hader is already another name that's back out on trade market talks because no one wants to sign him for $20 million a year. I think we could get Josh Hader back uh, realistically again. 
Oh my lord! Could you imagine? I do. I really think that he could be in play. Oh, that would be nuts. I think he could be in play to come back to Milwaukee. I don't think they're near the top by any means, but I think that they're definitely gonna maybe you know send a feeler out there and be like, "Oh, is Josh Hader available to the Padres?" and see what they can work on. Well, let's go over to that Padres team that you uh, so much have alluded to. They suck. I don't even understand how that's how it's fucking possible that they suck so bad. And uh, I mean that they're the they're the I think between them and the Mets, I don't understand how the fucking Padres can blow. Uh I would say more so the Mets than the Padres, but yes, I agree. Um that's going to probably be... I mean, they haven't signed Juan Soto yet, right? Ooh, I want to say he did get signed. I don't I don't think uh, Juan Soto has a contract yet. Uh, I, I think it's up next Oh, only year. a one-year deal. So that was his arbitration then. Uh, and he'll have one more year of arbitration, and then he'll be a free agent and he's been there a long time now and he still hasn't gotten a deal I don't think that he's on the move by any means but Jesus Juan Soto's only 24 years old that's so fucking crazy um yeah it looks like a grown-ass man too. like he looks older than me. yeah and so I mean maybe something crazy crazy could happen out of the west coast and it's not Shohei Otani it's Juan Soto just because he's been there so long but Josh Hader's definitely the name that gets floated around the most uh especially with the Padres being the one to move someone Blake Snell too I see a lot of Blake Snell talk um he could get moved I mean Blake Snell is a isn't he a two-time young winner no, I think one, but I think he's been very close a couple other times, obviously. He's having a great year this year, too. Yeah. Um, sorry, I just want to double-check because I think he's – I think he might have two. I think you're wrong. Uh, I think you're thinking of David Price for one of his Cy Youngs. Oh, yeah, only one time. My bad. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, that was the year that uh, – was it Corey Kluber – also won 20, 20 games. Mm. Uh, that's why. That's why I remember Corey that. Kluber, two Cy Youngs. Ah, there it is. Um, yeah. So I mean, this this is such a crazy deal, and they, I, I applaud the Padres for trying to go in and contend in that fucking division. You know, especially now. You know. Who's leading it? Is it? It's the uh, the Diamondbacks are and and the Dodgers are just back and forth, and the Giants too are right there. And like, how do you even attempt to contend? Those Diamondbacks, by the way, are for sure going to buyers. Like, it's a hundred percent going to be buyers. Yeah, I mean they're pretty nasty, and they just totally pulled a brave move where they signed that young guy to a fucking ridiculous deal, and now that Corbin Carroll contract is going to turn out to be just one of the best. Like when it comes down to it, at the end, like how the Braves did it with Acuna and Albies, and I mean that's just the way. The way is, you know what? Just find someone who's nineteen and disgusting, and then sign him when he's twenty-one, and then you can sign him for fifteen million a year. Because he's a stupid nineteen-year-old, 
and takes fifteen million instead of waiting two years to make thirty million a year. Okay, let's uh let's jump over all the way to the other coast, the Mets. Um yeah, talk about disappointment. This was probably a front running organization for the uh the NL East. I think a lot of people were giving them love over the Atlanta Braves and yeah, mainly because of names like uh, Verlander and um, what's his face? Um, Scherzer. Scherzer. And now it's like, I think Scherzer might be in the move. Well, um, Scherzer did put a report out that he would consider waiving his no trade clause for the right situation. Um, AKA he wants to win. Correct. Um, now that's another one. He's doing very bad this year. It's like his lowest ERA plus in forever. I've seen a stat like that. Um, it, it's unlikely, I think, for him to be moved. It's unlikely, I think, for the Mets to be sellers in general with this. I know they have the highest uh, payroll in the MLB this year, and they're this ass on top of it is pretty hilarious, I think. I will say that I, I still think they're going to they're gonna just rock with their team. I don't think they're going to buy. I don't think they're going to sell. They're going to have to just eat this year because – Right now, I, I don't think that they're going to catch the Braves. I mean, they're 17 games back of the Braves already. Like, that's not going to happen. Can we just briefly say fuck the Braves for just being so good? Well, that's what I was saying. I mean, their whole team is locked up. Have you looked at the Braves' contract situation? It's the most genius general manager move. Ever. Who's the GM of the Braves? You got any guesses? I have no idea. Absolutely not, but I can, um, I'll find out. GM Atlanta Braves. Okay, I don't know how to say his name. But Alex Anthopoulos. Uh, Anthopoulos. Anthopoulos. Alex Anthopoulos. Is that, is that what he... uh, yeah, give that man a medal. Like, he absolutely just, uh, I mean, destroyed everyone else in being a general manager. He's got young talent locked up. Uh, apparently he grew up helping his father run his HVAC company right here from his Wikipedia bio. Like what a come up for him because he's absolutely running baseball right now. The Braves are the best team. They've only lost 33 games all year. That's fucking crazy. How far in we are now to this season. Uh, yeah, I think, I don't even think the Braves need to be buyers. I, I mean, their team is no, just... But what are they gonna? Who are they gonna take out? I mean, their team's so stacked. I wouldn't. There's no reason to. Uh, looking at their roster from top to bottom, I mean, they got the maybe the best roster in the MLB, and they're also not paying anyone crazy amounts of money. I think it's Matt Olson recently is probably making the most money on their team. If I had to just go off the top of my head, I don't. I don't know who is your boy, Orlando Arcia. Batting 291. Yeah, fuck that guy, dude. Isn't that crazy? Dude, he was a fucking all-star this year. A fucking all-star. He was the starting shortstop for the National League in the all-star game. How many years was he in Milwaukee? Five? I mean, just terrible. And all of a sudden now, he goes to Atlanta, 
and he's the best shortstop in the entire National League. What the fuck is that, dude? Literally, you know, it, it, dude, 2016, although this is his, technically his third year in Atlanta. I guess I didn't know that. But one, two, three, four, five, six years starting with Milwaukee. Traded at the beginning of 21, so five years. And then just absolutely now nasty in Atlanta. So what the fuck, dude? You know, and, and then you look at at their back, like their bench. Their bench is fucking loaded. I, I mean, Tom, their their starting catcher, John Murphy. Maybe the best do in you the happen league. To, do you happen to know who their backup catcher is? Uh, oh, it's not Manny Pineapple. That's that's Oakland. Who's their backup catcher? Travis Darno. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's fucking good. I mean, that's remember, he was considered like, uh, you know, probably a top 10 catcher at one point. I mean, it's it, this is nuts. Uh, Kevin Pillar is on uh, the bench as well. Uh, you know, Charlie Culberson. I, I, I've always really liked him just for the name. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I, this this team is is set and they're probably going to make a run to the World Series. I think that's a pretty safe bet. That would be my pick right now on on top of it. So I don't even think they need to buy. I think they just got to keep rocking with what they're rocking with. Don't screw up any mojo. And you're already the favorite in the NL. All right. And let's save. Uh, we saved the big guy for last. Let's talk Shohei. Um, I know that he has been talked about forever. I I, I don't think the Angels are going to move him. I think they should move him and get pretty much the most metric haul of all time. I think this Angels team is just bad. Yeah. Um. What are they? Forty nine and forty eight, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I think a big part of that is because of Shohei. And to me, it sounds like Shohei's not coming back. So get get everything you possibly can. Or be like this and hold them until you can get nothing. You know. Well, he's done at the end me. of this year, so I think that already eliminates a lot of his value in trade, right? It's a half-season rental mostly, um, unless you're going to trade him to a team you think he can sign with because that's the other alternative. Uh, and if you're going to do that, there's two teams you can do that with, I think. And that's on each side of the coast. It's the other Los Angeles team and New York Yankees. I don't think anyone else, like who's going to fucking sign him? Cause he's going to get 50 million a year. I mean, be prepared for the Cubs. No, no shot. No shot. I think so. No shot. I think the Cubs got plenty of money to spend. No. And uh, the Cubs are going to send 500 million at Otani because that's what he's going to get all day. Look, I'm not saying I'm not saying that they're going to trade for him. What I'm saying is that they can sign him. They absolutely sign him. And the dude is nuts. He's batting uh, 306 as a DH. I don't know what's his win loss as far as pitching is concerned. Doesn't really fucking matter. Shohei is absolutely insane. Um, probably MVP. Uh, guaranteed. Okay. Okay. 
Uh, although, I, if he gets traded to the National League, how does that work? What do you mean? Like, if Shohei gets traded to the National League, like, let's say he goes to the Dodgers, like, is he going to not be able to win MVP awards? Why not? Well, it'd be a different league. Oh, uh, like if he gets traded this season. Correct. No, I would think they would t- take it into consideration. I, I know they but, do that weird shit. But where like his like stats. Your like, stats are set. Yeah. And all that. Right. I think they would still they would still consider it. Like what if, okay, hear me out. Like what if Shohei got traded to the Dodgers and then just walk, fucking went off for the Dodgers and then he won the American League and the National League MVP? That shit ain't happening. What, but like was, what if? I think you would have to go based off of, uh, oh yeah. Now, now that I'm actually laying it all out, I don't know what you would do. Fuck, that would suck, dude. Yeah. So he now like trading him to the National League, because I remember, uh, ooh, I forget who the player was, but I feel like it was a Marlin player at the time was kind of dealing as like a reliever and then he was traded in the middle of an all-star push and then the Marlins didn't get an all-star because he was traded to the American League the like week before uh, the oh, all-star yeah, yeah, game. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I do he, know what you're talking so I do he, remember that. So he couldn't pitch for the National League. God, I can't remember who it was where they just didn't have an all-star because of it. Like... uh some any Marlins relievers coming to mind? Like that's like it could have been like no. Tyler Clippard <laughs> for all I know or something. Like it was definitely like it's weird. The ma- and you know Major League Baseball, it's just old, so they don't give a fuck. They just talk about tradition the whole time, and they're like, "Oh, this doesn't happen, so we won't do that." Like, I mean, so if Shohei got traded to the National League, I don't know if he can win the American League MVP anymore. Uh, uh, yeah, that's going to be awkward. Um, I I don't think he gets traded. I, I don't either. I mean, even you, even though you'd still only get him for a half a season, he still get in a, a metric ton of a haul because of what he is worth as far as a player is concerned. He would give any team a legitimate boost and would absolutely would would just be an it would be worth it just for the fucking draw that you get into your stadium mm. like the Oakland Athletics could trade for him and you'd watch that fucking stadium get packed every fucking game you know what i mean even though he, it's the fuck Oakland um i i don't think you can trade him to the Dodgers um I think there would be a fucking riot in Anaheim if that happened. <laughs> yeah, but you think? Yeah, for sure. But again, and, we're talking about teams that could not only afford to pay him, but also afford the prospect hall. Those two teams always have prospects and they have money. So it seems like that would be a match made in heaven. I don't know who else is going to be able to afford him. I, I seriously do not it doesn't matter now that there's a universal DH. It's not like he has to go play anywhere else. But here, here, let's just name the teams, okay? He's not going to the AL West. They won't trade him there. I don't think the Astros can afford to sign him because of the money they got going elsewhere next year. K- 
Okay, let's rule all them out. AL Central, LOL, next, okay? AL, <laughs> AL East, the Yankees. Could Boston do it? I I think they just signed Devers to a shit ton of money. I mean, maybe they move some stuff around. The Blue Jays, he would look sick in Blue Jays uniform, by the way. I mean, that would be awesome. Could Okay, so here's here hear me out. I'm going I'm looking at this strictly from a prospect standpoint, right? Uh, you know, think about CC Sabathia coming to the Brewers for that half a season and the fucking electric atmosphere that was happened there. Looking at the top MLB prospects, now I, I'm not saying that they would. Uh, I mean, Baltimore has five players in the top 36. Mm-hmm. Four players, uh, including Jackson Holiday. Yep. Uh, I mean, I don't think you mortgage the future for Shohei like that, but you got like Colton Kowser, uh at 12 that – I think LA would definitely consider and being a, the number of prospect, uh, you got other dudes, obviously throughout there, um, Jordan Westberg and Heston Kershaw, Yep. God, that broke me. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of names in that, but maybe that is an interesting one. Um, by the way, when you look at the top prospects, Jackson Cherio, number two overall now. Yeah, so be ready for that. Um, uh, yeah, the um, the Brewers have like four in the top six based off the athletic. And uh, I can already see two right in the top 17. <laughs> yeah, and then plus Quiro and Mizorowski as well. And Tyler Black snuck into the top 100 as well now. So getting pretty excited for the... Remember when we were talking about underrated farm systems, the Brewers fucking... Everyone's starting to realize it now. Um, Only at the top. At the bottom, they kind of suck. Yeah, I mean, but they still have like five or six guys where it's like there's legit excitement around them in the True. in the, in the the farm, and we haven't had that since, I don't know, Ricky Weeks, Ryan Braun, and Prince Fielder were coming up probably, right? Yeah, I don't know if Ricky Weeks kind of moved your needle like that. But... but, I mean, he was a top prospect at least. You know what I mean? Sure. So, they they haven't had something like this in a national stage at all. Um, I would I would just say that Baltimore their their team is already still I think the youngest team in the MLB, so they aren't really mortgaging a lot of the future that's current either. So it's just you know a lot of guys that are you know prospects. That's what it is. They have eight in the top 100. Yeah. I mean, they could, they could prospect wise, they wanted to make a huge push and fucking shoot for the goddamn stars, you know, saying like, look, we could trade all these prospects, go for this year's World Series, or we could just kind of wait it out. I, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's definitely a, th- the thought, a thought. So, you know, I, I know we're saying all this. We already know the LA Angels aren't going to trade him and he's going to walk away for nothing. So, you know, whatever. Uh, uh, but yeah, that, I wanted to get a little bit of baseball in because it is that time of year and we're gonna, obviously going to have to go through the big moves hot in stove. a couple of weeks. Love oh, it. yeah. Hot stove, favorite time. Yeah. Love hot uh, stove. I, 
another thing I wanted to talk about, Tom, just, you know, um, the Washington Commanders are no more to an extent. Mm. Um, Dave Snyder definitely out, officially official. Now we got, like, Josh Harrison. Is that his name? Harris. I think it's, it's just Harris. Josh Harris. I knew it was something basic. And it, it, Josh Harris led Magic Johnson involved with that, too. Um, but yeah, the Washington commanders have, and they've even said that more than likely they're going to get rid of the commander name. Hell yeah. Did, did you talk to Joe Poe? Uh, I mean, yeah, he's, he's ecstatic that, uh, which is dead. Um, bad man's gone. Uh, he did get fined $60 million by the league. If you didn't see that. Joe Poe Horillis did, uh, for, <laughs> His uh, fraud and sexual harassment or whatever the fuck was going on in the work- workplace. So uh, he he did end up only making $5.2 billion a profit on this uh, commander's sale. So everyone yeah, that, go shove that Dan in Schneider, his face. Dan Schneider that did that, not yeah. Josh Harris. Yes. So, uh, yeah, you know, that's great. Love that. And... Uh, yeah, he's finally gone. And if they change the commanders again, you know, I did hear this all via pardon my take. For some reason, I was listening a little bit today. I haven't listened uh, in a while. But they have had more name changes than first-team all-pro players uh, in the time that Dan Snyder was the the commissioner or, or yeah, the that's... owner. Yes. The owner. Owner. The owner. Not commissioner. Not the commissioner. Yeah, that's... Um... That's pretty bad. Yeah, and one of them and was a, one bad. of them they was a special bad. teams player this last year, Jeremy Reeves, first okay, team all so special it's teams. Even less. It's even less than that. Yeah, and uh, what was the other one? Oh, there was one more stat with it that was pretty good. Oh, they never won eleven games in a year. Every other team has had an eleven game season since two thousand eight, and uh, never did it with uh, Dan Snyder. Yeah, um, and, and you know, I I applaud them that for making that decision because that is it, it obviously makes sense. You have to get rid of the Dan Snyder stink, which you know one of those things that needs to be done is uh, change the name. The second thing needs to be to wash all the shit out of your uh, you know football stadium because you know. How many times that shit happened last season? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and they tried to and... kill Jalen Hurts. What was that? And they tried to kill Jalen Hurts. Yes. When yes, the, when the stadium true. collapsed on him. So that was insane too. Yes. Um. But by the way, did you see that happen? Jeff Passan. Oh yeah, dude. What? Like just like a tree fell on his back or something? Like yeah, like broke him in half. Yeah. He's not a fuck? not a big guy either. So like a tree no, falling on him, uh, yikes, dude. Yeah, hope that all goes well because that sounds like it would suck, big time. Yeah, I, I, I really can't even try to comprehend a broken back. That sounds, um, that sounds awful. But uh, yeah, speaking of awful, Dan Schneider gone. Woo! All right, that's a little bit of football we could give for you today. Uh, Tom, I have one other thing for you. Mm-hmm. Um, the Athletic came out 
with an NBA power rankings. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to go through that. But on top of that power rankings, they also gave a pertinent question to each team. And I wanted to answer said question. Okay. I only looked at like the top teams a little bit. Uh, I didn't get a chance to read the whole thing because I wanted to kind of make it a surprise for it. Okay. Uh, So here's the list. We're going to go from 30 to 1, obviously, because if you do it the other way, you're a sadist. Mm -hmm. Um, And they have them ranked as contenders on the brink of contention, playoff hopefuls, play in battleground, edge of competition, and tank adjacent so far. So we are going to start off in the tank adjacent category. Tom, do you want to take a wild stab as to who could be the worst team in the league? The Detroit Pistons. Boom. Detroit Pistons Ooh. ranked 30. Okay. I uh, I get that, but I also was a little wondering. I was wondering if I was missing someone else. But, okay, yeah, Detroit. Uh, yes, and previously they were ranked 30th on the athletic. Mm-hmm. Uh, their keyations being Monty Williams, Joe Harris, Monty Morris, Alcer Tom, Marcus Sasser, and their subtractions being Dwayne Casey, Eugene Omorui, uh, RJ Hampton, and Corey Joseph. Uh, right. So one of your key subtractions is fucking Corey Joseph. Like, and your team still got worse. Like, that's tough. Man, that's tough. <laughs> uh, pressing question. Does this Pistons accumulation of prospects lead to real progress? Um, I mean, I guess it depends on the jump Kate Cunningham takes. Looked like he was going to be pretty good, and then he got hurt. So if Cade Cunningham's legit, then I think you're yes to that question. Yes. <laughs> you're Yes. Uh, Jaden Ivey, too. Oh, yeah, we love Jaden uh, Ivey. We're a Jaden Ivey podcast, for sure. We we are? Oh, yeah, big time. Oh, I didn't I didn't know that. I, I Look, I was all about the Keegan Murray deal uh, with the draft. Was that two years ago, last year? Yeah, but Jaden Ivey, remember, I was like, he's nasty at Purdue. He's going to be nasty in the NBA, and he's nasty. So, yeah. All right, nasty. Um, yeah, I, I really, I think the bigger question is – the I think the like the not just the prospects, or I should say the main prospects, you know, the ones that you've drafted. You traded for James Wiseman. Mm-hmm. And I think you need to view him as if he's going to show real progress. I think Wiseman might be one of the bigger busts in the league. Yeah, recently for sure. I, I mean I realize he's not Anthony Bennett level, but no one talks about James Wiseman being a bust. And that I think that's a little bit crazy because overall, what he did, what has he done? Yeah, nothing. Whole lot of nothing. When you when you get traded as a top three pick and your rookie contract isn't even over yet, like bust, right? Yeah, that's already on there. If the team is like, no, nah, we're good. Bust. When does that work when like a top pick gets traded and then does better on another team? Bust, right? I mean, yeah, I just can't remember it ever happening. I'm sure someone will 
finally comment and be like, you fucking idiots, like, this guy did it, like, so, <laughs> but no, no, I don't think so. I challenge you, I challenge you to comment on us, mm-hmm. bring it, mm-hmm. won't happen. Uh, number 29 is the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, that was my other, yeah, maybe. Brandon Miller, Miles Bridges, Nick Smith Jr., and Amari Bailey, and their key subtract, uh, subtraction is Dennis Smith Jr., with their pressing question, does LaMelo Ball have the help he needs yet? Uh, no, he doesn't. No. Absolutely not. No. I mean, this is that's such a dumb question. Maybe you couldn't think of anything. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, I think that the Hornets are probably worse than the Pistons. Um, just looking at overall talent, I bet I, I, you got like Terry Rozier you know, Gordon Hayward and Miles Bridges. But I mean they're all they're all gonna they're all getting older. And maybe Miles Bridges can continue to, you know, make make some a name for himself. But Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward ain't shit anymore. Talk about one of the worst fucking trade signings ever. Gordon Hayward. Good mm-hmm. lord. Mm-hmm. Um and Lamello is kind of floundering in there. No, no. Sorry. I I mean this in the sense that he's got no one else. Correct. Yes. Yeah. You got a bunch of C team players on your, on your squad. Yes. And Brandon Miller. Sure. Yeah. So I don't know there. I don't think that he has the help and you obviously don't think that either. Okay. Give me the next three teams. Okay. Washington wizards. Portland Trailblazers, San Antonio Spurs. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Wizards. Will this team be sneaky competitive or flat out bad on the court? I, no way they put sneaky competitive for the Wizards. I mean, sorry, Joe. No, the Wizards suck. The Wizards are terrible. Jordan Poole. Correct. Next. I, like, honestly, they probably won't be good, but... Uh, they got a decent little like squad of players. Oh god, no, no. Wizards Jordan Poole, Landry Shamit. Nice. Kyle Kuzma came back. Nice, dude. Yes, Landry Shamit made it in as the number two name you said there. Next. Okay, fine. Jesus. Uh, Portland Blazers. How ugly does this rebuild rebuild actually get on the court? Well, Dame's gone. He's leaving. That's what yes. I'm saying. Uh, he'll be a Heat player by the start of the season, and they're waiting for that to come out. Um, so the Blazers are going to be bad. They're going to be pretty bad, too. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly. An AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, 
and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Oh, I, I thought there was going to be more, no, more to that. No, no, that's no uh, Yeah, I think I think we might be in run for Portland to be like a, a top three lottery pick for the next couple of years. Oh, okay. I like that pick. Yeah. 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 They're really fucking bad. They're garbage. Uh, Sorry, guys. San Antonio's question. At what point do we start expecting the Spurs to win? I don't know, man. Like, if Wembenyama's nasty, like, you know, if he if he's going to be that, dude, they could be decent this year. I think that's the first one where I'm like decent, decent in the fact of like 38 wins. Okay. You know, like, can you see that? Can you see them going up to 38 wins? Like, and then they're the 10th seed in the play in bubble. Yeah. So there's one more team at tank adjacent category, and that's the Houston Rockets, which I mean, they're going to be bad, but I don't know how bad Houston's going to be. And do you look at them thinking like Houston or San Antonio who wins more games? San Antonio. Really? Yeah. I'm 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 all in on Wemby. I'm all in. Okay. I I especially if Houston gets James Harden, they're not going to He opted in. Boom. They got a much better team on paper. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I, I, they got green and they got, uh, you know, who'd they just get? Fred Van Vliet. And who's the other Dylan one? Dylan Brooks. And Dylan Brooks. Uh, yeah. Aaron Holiday. I'm in Thompson. Yeah. yeah. Like you didn't lose anything. No. I mean, you lost. Yeah. They, they didn't lose anything. No. I Maybe yeah, both I mean, those teams are. Maybe both those teams are in the wrong tier. That's what I might say right there. Oh, that's a take. Mm-hmm. Uh, we answered that question, too, because uh, will all the Rockets' moves lead to actual victory on the court? Uh, maybe. Our answer was, oh. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Chicago is next at 24. There are, let's see, uh, we are now into the what category? The uh, edge of competition. So what is that? Six teams, five teams uh, that are in with Chicago being at 24. Are we going to see the Bulls be able to retool this roster on the fly? No. No, they're no. Yeah, this this team, this team might lose Zach Levine. Correct. And if that's that, if that's where what's going to happen. Uh, that's bad. If I were them, I'd just sell Vuce too. Like, Vucevic, done with you. Nikola Vucevic might be one of the most overrated players in the league. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I I like that a lot, actually. There's just no reason to keep him on the team, especially with the style of center he's playing. Uh, fuck you, Javon Carter. How dare you? Yeah, dude, that one sucks. That's a, that's a heart and soul loss right there. That's like... Losing, uh, you kind of had to though, but like, kind of had to. They weren't going to sign him for that much. Also, he wasn't worth the, the for the absolute nothingness that he had on the offensive side of things. I think I'd rather have Javon Carter than Pat Connington. 
I said it. I said it. All right. All right. Number 23, Brooklyn Nets. Mm. What do the Nets do with this roster construction? I don't, I don't like that either. I think they're not as bad as people think also. I think Bridges could really just fucking snap, dude. Like, he was going crazy for them. Like, maybe this is a guy that just needed a spotlight and a change of scenery to be a pretty solid player. And, I I mean, solid, I think, is a great word for him. I mean, he, he could be an all-star next year. He could absolutely be an all-star next year if he was doing his Brooklyn numbers for Brooklyn for the whole year. He could be an all-star. I mean, this this is not a good roster. Ben Simmons, Mikael Bridges, Cam Thomas, Cam Johnson, Spencer Dinwiddie, Nick Claxton, Dorian Finney-Smith. Uh, Solid I mean, guys. That's Another- bad. A lot of starters, not a lot of stars, but a lot of starters on that team. I don't hate the Nets. I don't. I, I don't even know if I'd call them starters. Oh, uh, disrespectful to Dorian Finney-Smith. Stop it. Uh, I, I think they're going to be trading out. They're going to be looking to be more of a... I'm, I can't even believe that they're they're considering them an edge of contention, but whatever. Number 22, Orlando Magic. Oh, the Nets are better than the Magic. For sure. For sure. Dude, the Magic are this high on the list. Like, who did they bring in? They didn't bring anyone in. Uh, Joe Ingles. Yeah, facts. So, fucking the... Jet, Jet Howard. Here we go. Here's the hot take so far. Spurs and Rockets will be ahead of the Magic in the standings next year. Boom. Market. Okay. Market. Fuck Paulo. Go. Oh, damn. Uh, this The question is, which part of last season was the aberration? Paulo. <laughs> All right. I, I mean, yeah, it's it, Paulo is a star. He's Franz good. Va- uh, Wagner is also really fucking good, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, so, got to look at that. At number 21, the Indiana Pacers. Shout out Tyrese Halliburton, Wisconsin born uh, and raised. Yeah. Um, they're going to suck, too, though. They're not going to be good. Well, oh, there you go. You're answering my question already. Did the Pacers quietly have an offseason to believe in? Uh, no. No. They just signed Tyrese Halliburton. He's nice, but that's it. They don't get Bruce Brown's a nice pickup, too. I, I, I don't believe that he's he's going to be a difference maker like that. Hey, um, if you're going to love them at Bruce Brown, hate them at Dorian Finney-Smith, like that doesn't make any sense. Come on. Bruce Brown is a serviceable center. I don't want him. I don't want him. Uh, all right. Toronto Raptors at number 20. Are we finally going to see Masai Ujiri tear it all down? Yes. Pascal will be traded at the deadline next year. Boom. I agree. Um, also, I don't envision their new head coach, Darko Ryakovic. Ryakovic, right? Yep. I don't see him being there more than maybe two seasons. Mike Boonholzer, next coach of the Toronto Raptors. Boom. Gross. Book it. Okay. Um, Yeah. I think Dennis Schrader. Cool. Grady Dick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big, (laughs) big Dick fans. Well, pause. Number 19, Utah Jazz. They could also be sellers. 
if the Jazz aren't going to take tank, what are they capable of doing? So there you go, Tom. You're already you're already laying it in. Yeah, I think uh, I think Clarkson and Sexton are out of there. So I don't know. They got John Collins, so it it, it shows that they're not. So a guy who plays the same position as their best player, Laurie Markkinen, nice. Well, I, what I'm saying is it shows that they're not like quitting. True. You know what I mean? I, I think John Collins was definitely one of the bigger names out there. Well, I mean, uh, snap I know it it's up. Not saying much. Snap it up for the Atlanta Hawks who finally trade John Collins after 15 years of being on the trade block, right? I mean, yeah. How long is he supposed to have been traded now? Fucking It's been at least 6 years. I swear I, to god. Like every year it's like will John Collins be going somewhere and it's I mean, yeah. I'd be pissed if I was him every year where it's like you're the name that everyone thinks is going to be traded that never gets traded. So he finally uh, got speaking moved. Speaking of, they're number 18. And I like not so hot take, I guess. I think they're probably going to be dog shit. Really? Even with Trey Young. I, I Honestly, I am seeing less and less of a shine on Trey Young. The more and more I see him play. Yeah. I like the DeJounte Murray, though. And I, I do like Clint Capella to an extent. He just can't shoot. So that really sucks. But um, I don't know. I think they could be decent. Like, decent, decent. Again, like another sniffing 40 wins or something like that. Um, With John Collins finally gone, how do the Hawks find their next gear that they need? Well, I mean, he wasn't in their last gear, obviously, from how many times he was <laughs> going to be traded. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, they could be ass, but they could be good. That's, that's a tough one. I think 18 is a pretty good spot for them. So 18 to 13 is all p- tier four teams, the playing battleground. Yeah, just okay? just uh, fire those off now, 17 through 13. S- 17, Dallas Mavericks. Okay. That seems pretty crazy. Okay. Uh, 16, New Orleans Pelicans. 15, OKC Thunder. Oh. 14, Minnesota Timberwolves. And then 13, New York Knicks. Might be, that might be an odd take. Uh, but 17, Dallas Mavericks. Will the Kyrie Luca dynamic be enough to get this team to the postseason? Yes, this year. Yes, I think so too. I think, and I think it goes further than that. They got, they made some decent moves, right? Grant Williams, getting him. Derek Lively uh, at uh, as their draft pick is a solid one. Seth Curry coming in. Uh, Rashawn Holmes coming in. Uh, did you know that Dante Exum came back? He's still in the league, bro. Well, he wasn't. He uh, was signed from the Partizan Belgrade. So that's so... in Australia? Belgrade? No, I think that's Europe. Is it? Okay, interesting. Because he's from Australia yeah, but he came originally. Back. Um, I, oh, God. Well, they're going to move Christian Wood, too, it sounds like, which... God, I would love for the Bucks to just run it back with Christian Wood like that. No, would... Christian Christian Wood's a locker room cancer, man. Don't di- don't get him. I mean, don't he's, fucking. He's got to be like he's not bad, but like everywhere he goes, they fucking hate him. Like they despise him. I don't, don't know you why. Do it. Oh, I just wish they wouldn't have gave up on Demarcus Cousins. Still, like that's where I feel with the Bucks. Big time. Yeah. Big um, time. Yeah. Um. 
I think definitely the Knicks are the best team out of that bunch you just said right there. What are the other questions for the other guys, though, first? 16, New Orleans Pelicans. Can you ever believe in this team without Zion Williamson as a certainty? Um, No, you can't. And on top of it, oh, okay. but let's see if Zion gets some dad strength after uh, knocking up Mariah Mills. So good lord. Yeah. Um I'm I'm not looking I, I think Zion's also a guy that is a, a big L, but whatever. Uh OKC, will progress be linear with this Thunder team? I hope OKC's good. I like Shea. Shea's lit. Shea's fun. Um and then Chet Holmgren will be back this year. He was out all last year, remember? And let me let me give you a little bit of of the people that they got. Yeah. Cause I mean, they got a decent, again, a decent haul in free agency. It's whatever. First Davis Bertans. Okay. I think uh, that's, that's a solid role guy. Victor Oladipo came from uh, Miami. Do you second, remember that? Second stint, uh, second stint with OKC baby. Yeah. And uh Ty Ty Washington, another Ooh. serviceable player. So good. You got to say it twice. Ty Ty. Okay. Yeah. Minnesota Timberwolves. Can the Wolves stay on the court to figure out if this can work? AKA, are they going to be healthy? Um, I, I mean, sure. Uh, this is that's kind of a that's it seems kind of like a question that uh, I don't care about. You know, didn't I say this stat? I can't remember if I said it to you or Joe. Um, like twenty fifth all time in points per game is Carl Anthony Towns. For as like, for just all of basketball, all of basketball, like all time points per game, Carl Anthony Towns is like top thirty all time for sure. Huh. Okay. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Let me. I, let I me mean, just verify he's also it. up there for like overrated because he's just bad defensively. But you know, at least he's got an offense. You know what I mean? Uh, let me go back here. Where is it? Um, whoa, whoa. What about Bill Ray Bates? Fucking what a beast that guy was. Okay. Um, that's just in a season. No, that's playoffs. Okay. Regular season points per game. Let me go to find it. And 29th all time in points per game. All time of anyone who's ever God played damn. in the NBA. In the NBA's history, points per game, Carl Anthony Towns is 29th. Does this feel like that has been his career? I No, but I guess, I mean, when you think about it, it, like offense wasn't a thing up until a couple of years ago. I mean, yeah. He's or just, maybe not a couple of years. He's but, played you know, half the games Michael 15. Jordan has, who's at the top right now. But 500 and some games... All time, 29th. Yeah, Carl Anthony what, what's his What's his points per game? 23. Oh, wow. that's So what, Chris Milton's higher? No, I mean all time. Oh, wait. This is points all time? Points, not points per game. Points per game all time. And yeah. his career average. Is 23 points per game. Correct. All right. So where's Chris Middleton on that? Um, he's not in the top 50. That's what I got. Right All here. right. Well, never mind. Giannis is 30. Uh, Giannis is 31st. 22.6. Oh, that's, 
That's surprising. Yeah. I would have thought he was for sure higher than that. No. No. Well, he like, had the rookies or, you know I mean. the, the first couple of years where he had to get swollen. Sure. Shit, I still so. think, would have thought he would higher than that. Yeah. But whatever. Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, it's like fourth active. New York Knicks. What's the next evolution for this team? Because clearly they, they need more. Who's their big man? Mitchell Robinson. Does nothing. Okay. Bring in Carl Anthony Towns. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I like Don't that. Don't hate that. Like that all of a sudden, yeah. Uh, well, it's the Villanova Knicks now with Brunson. DiVincenzo got there this year and Josh Hart. I'm kind of a Knicks fan. I don't know. I kind of like that team. And I, I like Jalen Brunson. I'm all in on Jalen Brunson, too. How comfortable is Julius Randle being this number two? Oh, extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm. That's what I'm saying too, right? Well, and now he's not even like it's not even like he's the number two. He's like number two A because yeah, J- Jalen Brunson's playing with his boys again, so he doesn't give a fuck about Julius Randle. Uh, yeah, entirely fair. Uh, so we are now on tier three playoff hopeful. Uh, so beginning at number twelve, the 76ers, the LA Clippers, Memphis Grizzlies. Cleveland Cavaliers and Sacramento Kings at wow. eight. So starting Kings at number 12 with wow. What was that? I said Kings at eight. Wow. Look, I'm, I'm loving that Kings team. Okay. I swear to God. Uh, number 12 Sixers. Does Daryl Morey have a pivot to make this team a serious contender? Yeah, they're a contender. They should be higher. They should be higher. They are they are such a disappointment of a team. Every year. But they should be higher. 12th is kind of disrespectful, I think. Uh, how bad does... Uh, you know what? Here's my, my mini prediction. I can definitely see the 76ers beginning this season on absolutely terrible run. Oh, I was thinking the opposite. They could just come out and be great. Sure. Yeah. Maybe they can. Um, but, man... I could definitely see them sucking. But what do you do if they do? What do you do if they do suck? Uh, just get rid of James Harden and start over. Boom. Get a haul for him and go. I, I mean, what haul? He's got no haul. Uh, right. He's all right. He's all right. All right. Uh, LA Clippers, is James Harden going to arrive before the trade deadline? There you go. See, the Clippers want him. So, um, oh, God. I mean, the Clippers Before are another the trade deadline. I could absolutely be that. I'm just saying, like, the Clippers should be way nastier than they are, too. They should. If Kawhi Leonard and Paul George were healthy, they would be disgusting. Yeah, I guess. Um, I, you know what? I forget about the Clippers. I forget about them yeah. all the time. Yeah. Did you say the Lakers in this list, or are they this high? They are higher. What the fuck, dude? Oh, yeah, my God. I... What is the Look, athletic sucking on everything. this? What um, is this? We'll get there. We'll get there. Like I said, I did read like the first 10. Uh, 10 is the Memphis Grizzlies. Will John Morant stay on court when he's back and lead this team? I thought you were. I thought originally you said, will John Morant stay out of court instead of. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> both questions could very well be uh, the same answer. So, I don't know. Uh, I, dude, I mean, 
losing Dylan Brooks is not a big deal. It's not a big deal for them. So no. they could totally they, be they fine. They got too. better. Yeah. They got they got Marcus Smart. Yeah. He I is mean, better they, Dylan they Brooks. Got better. Yeah, he's better and Dylan Derek Brooks. Rose too. Yeah, shout out to the Memphis boy. Um yeah, I I think man, this first month of the season is going to speak a lot for this Memphis team. Mm. Um because we need to see what Ja is going to be off the court. Ja, we do. Ja, we do. <laughs> Uh, number nine, Cleveland Cavaliers. Have we hit a wall with Donovan Mitchell teams? Ouch. Yikes. Yeah, no. I think they could be decent. In fact, I think their flaw last year was they were just inexperienced. I thought so, too. And, you know, again, I think this is a team that definitely got better. Better Max than Strews the Lakers. Came this in. team is definitely better than the Lakers, too, also. That's what we're going to do with the rest of these teams now. Are they better than the Lakers? Yes. <laughs> Cleveland, number one. Boom. Uh, number eight, Sacramento Kings. How much can the Kings improve from last season? Overrated right now. They're good. They're fun. They're wow. cool. Eighth overall in the NBA. Absolutely not. No. Will they be a top four seed in the, in the, what was it? I was going to say the American league. And then I was going to say the East and it, no, the West. No, no. I mean, what were they last season? Maybe that, but I don't think so this year. I no. think they were a four seed, weren't they? Uh, I feel like they were a six seed. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um. I look. I like this this fucking team. I like this the Kings. I think. Um. Uh. What's what's his name? Oh my god. Sabonis. What am I drawing? Sabonis. Uh, Sabonis. I think Sabonis is shooting up the stardom list. Uh. I think he's your star. Than people give him credit for. Oh, a bigger... I think yeah, I think we. When this trade happened with Sabonis and Halliburton, we were all thinking that the Pacers fleeced the fucking Kings, and it's quickly become a very even trade. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I And maybe more yeah. so they've won the trade to this point, the Kings. I would think so. They're showing progress. Yeah. And, you know, credit to Mike Brown. I mean, that's a dude that definitely kind of got looked at as a stepping stool. Uh, coach and he's made this team uh, this king's team contenders in my opinion or at least playoff contenders not, yeah you know. and, and i think he's also got a fun stat like the only coach to win coach of the year for three different teams that's fair mm -hmm. all right number seven miami heat <laughs> number six la lakers brick contention uh, so there's only two teams in tier two are the uh, heat are uh, the heat worse it, than the Lakers? Are the heat uh, worse than the Lakers? The Miami Heat that were just in the fucking NBA finals. Okay, well that's that was a fraud. Uh I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, yes and no. Like the Bucks would have had a way more fun series, but like you know, I mean, they did win, you know? They did fucking they did. go crazy. They did. And it's also like not the first time they've done this shit with the exact same roster too. So, I mean, they're just, they're, they're the built for the playoffs team. Who, who is that? You know, it's, it's the Patriots like, Oh, we'll win the division and then we'll just make it to the playoffs and then we'll just fucking go crazy there. I mean, they're not well, winning. They're not winning to be fair, but they're built for the playoffs. 
so you lo- you lose Max Drews, you lose Gabe Vincent, you lose Victor Oladipo, you lose Cody Zeller. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. And really, it all depends on one person, obviously, and that's the same question: Is Damian Lillard coming to town to put them over the top again? I uh, I could see it. I could see him going there, and if he does that, then they're going to be extra nasty. So, I uh, I think that Jimmy Butler is just even still maybe underrated in the NBA right now. Like not to the point of where no one doesn't respect Jimmy Butler anymore, but we should start having conversations of him being top five player in the NBA. Ooh, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Top 10. And you know me top 10. Top 10 I I'll, I can give you that. I, I told you, I, I said, Jimmy Butler, it was so much fun to watch. Top seven. And, Top seven. I, I I'd have to to like lay out my board here. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. Like, what do you got with Luca? Is Luca better than Jimmy Butler? Yes. Okay. Uh, I, I mean it's it's gonna be close though. It's definitely gonna be close. So L.A. Lakers at six were the final two and a half months of last season a sign of things to come. Is Jimmy Butler better than Devin Booker? Yes. Okay, that's where we stand. Okay, somewhere in between Luca and Devin Booker lies Jimmy Butler. Okay. Okay, yeah, I like the Heat. I think they're better than the Lakers. And the Lakers are going to have old LeBron, who I like, don't get me wrong, but they're still going to have old LeBron. And they're going to maybe make a run at a series or two in the playoffs again and then get bounced by a team like they did this year. No. Look, they, they were winning yeah. Yeah, with a big a big stretch of games that did not have LeBron James in it. Correct. You Correct. know what I mean? I realize they got swept in the conference. They should finals, just tank but... for Bronny. God, that's that's just sounds absolutely awful. I'd rather watch Aaron Rodgers on Knox. Uh number five is the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. Boston Celtics at four, Golden State at three. Uh, and then I'll save the final two. So these are all contenders, mind you. So Phoenix Suns at at five. Will a super team contend in this new CBA era? Yes. Uh, I'm going to say no for this season. I'm going to say that they're that it's that you're going to have um, you're going to have some of those Nets woes. So is off. Kevin Durant a locker room cancer is the real question. Mm, no. No, I don't think so. I uh, just want to say this real quick. Um, next year's mock draft, 2024, Bronny James to the Bucks, 28th overall. Let's go. <laughs> oh, shit. I looked it that up. That, that's not going to happen, but let's go. That would be that's on NBA draft room dot com. OK, um, I'm, I'm all tell you right now. I think the Suns are better than the Boston Celtics are right now. Ooh, I know. Hot take. Ooh. Is Jimmy Butler better than Jason Tatum? Mm, yes wow so then definitely we're having top five conversations i'm just saying i think jason tatum is also uh, while not a bad player and definitely a star i'm not there to make him a top 
fucking five player in the league. If right we're now. not, if we're talking two way players, Jimmy Butler's top five in the NBA. Then that's fair. Okay, that's fair. Okay, okay. So, what is life like without Marcus Smart? Uh, that is the question. I'm going to tell you right now. This team got worse. Ooh, Boston I don't know. Definitely got worse. You don't you like Porzingis? Yeah. You added Chris Stops. I get it. But you lose Marcus Smart, Grant Williams, uh, Blake Griffin, Danilo, Danilo Gallinari, Mike Muscala. I know a lot of those names at the end aren't shit. But I think Marcus Smart and Grant Williams is a big, big deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't think that Chris Stops fills that. And Jalen Brown hates playing there. So, um, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I could see him getting a little worse. But, I, yeah, I'm not saying, I, again, I'm not saying they're going to be a fucking mid-ass team. Mm-hmm. Um, but, number four, don't, do you feel that that's high? If the Heat get Damian Lillard, they'll bounce ahead of him. But otherwise, I haven't heard a team yet ahead of them. That should be. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number three, Golden State. Was Poole the main problem last season? Um, No. Well, for Draymond, yeah. But um, I, I don't know. I feel like they might have gave up on him a little too early, too. Um, I don't know. That team's old, man. They're, they're putting a lot of old teams at the top here. Yeah. And I know, you know, there's another team on there that we like that is old as well, and it did not translate well last year. It's a postseason success. So I don't know. I'm just skeptical of that, skeptical of old now, like a little more youth in my teams. Maybe I'm just ageist. So Steph Curry's going to be nice. Steph Curry's going to be nice. I agree. Yeah. Who's two? Um, yeah. Chris Paul. I guess we'll kind of wait and see. Also old. As fuck, I don't, again, I agree. On. I think golden state is really high. I think, I think they're really high. I could, I could easily put Phoenix at three. And I don't think that Phoenix should be in this tier as number one, number two, uh, number two, Milwaukee bucks. Yeah. I was afraid you were going to say that. That means Denver's one. Um, yeah. And their their question is, can the Bucks stay healthy enough to get back to the NBA Finals? I think that's a shit question. Yeah, I mean, really, really they, they were kind of healthy that last season. No, no, weren't they? I mean, once they were in the playoffs, they were healthy. Here's a better question. Can Giannis mature? Ooh. Because as of late, he is showing... He's he's been immaturity and some hot headedness. Oh, thinking that he's top dog. Yes, absolutely is. I'm not not contesting that, but think. I think that Giannis really needs to grow up mm. to make this team better. Mm. And especially, you got a brand new coach coming in, Adrian Griffin. Mm. You were able to boys back, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, even Jay Crowder resigning is kind of like surprising, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. You, you definitely, even though you never explicitly stated it, we know that you got Mike Budenholzer fired. Had to have, yeah. Had to have. Had to. 
And you are going to have to lead this team at least for the, the first half of the season to the all-star break. You, Giannis. And if you cannot, this team is going to falter and suck. Maybe not suck. You still have Giannis. You still have Chris. You still have um, uh, Holiday. I, but I, I'm telling you, man, Giannis, you you were looking mighty shitty throughout the course of the season. I'm mm. uh, doing very. Hold on, mm. hear me out. On making very dumb plays. Okay. On taking dumb shots. Okay. And just overall being being too macho and hot. Okay, Giannis is going to come. And someone like. Mm. Okay, go ahead. Okay, look, I I'm talking Giannis being more like at the number one spot, and Jokic. Look at Jokic play, and look at Giannis's play. Yep. As far as personality wise, on the court, and look at Giannis personality to uh, from last season as opposed to the Bucks championship season. They are not very different. I I'm gonna say that Giannis is gonna come out and have a total fuck you to her, especially after getting bounced in the first round, first one seed in like a long time to do it. Um, I'm gonna say that the question that lies in the Bucks is the ability for Chris Middleton to bounce back and the ability for Brooke Lopez to remain the same. If those things happen, they will be raising the Larry O'Brien at the end of the year, one hundred percent. If Chris Middleton can, re- okay. If Chris Middleton can return to Chris Middleton form, which I full on believe he can, and if Brooke Lopez can limit regression, yeah, sad for the rest of the league. Sad. I'm gonna add more. I'm gonna add one more to this. Holiday have regular season success in the postseason. Yes. Nice. And then number one, it's do they have enough to repeat as champs? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just what a what an obvious question. Yes. Uh uh it yeah, I mean looking I think overall, I think this is a pretty solid ranking list. Maybe at the bottom it gets a little hairy. Um, I'm I, obviously I think I think the LA Lakers are very high. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, whatever. And I, I I do think that uh, Boston is a little too high. I think them at four, and Golden State being three seem ridiculous. Seems high. All right, we did it. We survived. I'll say one of the funniest things in this though. Number three at the Golden States, uh, their key subtractions, they have Andre Iguodala, and then in parentheses, they put retired. <laughs> okay, should we get to some Twitter hitters? Give me some some hits. Let me hit that shit. Uh, okay. Um, What are we thinking here for Twitter hitter? Good Lord, Tom. Uh, I just have like a very 
funny video. That's not as fun. Um, otherwise, like looking around at it, like there's a you couple. You want me to go? Yeah, you go first. Good lord. Uh, so I have one. Devondre Campbell uh, was all over Twitter this week. Yeah. Uh, just, just trying to uh, antagonize people, which if you haven't seen him, um, that's what he does constantly. He comes at dudes on Twitter. No, I've seen it. Yes. So the big one that came at uh, a guy called Twilight Zoner uh, sent a thing to Devondre uh, on a bigger post. I don't know what the fuck the original because it's taking me forever to get it, but it doesn't fucking matter. The first season you were a top three linebacker. After that, I didn't check, but the eye test made it look bad. Which is, uh, I mean, sure. I mean, is that wrong? I think Devondre did have a rough start to the season. Devondre then quotes, you think you can do better than I can? I'll call Goody right now and get you a tryout since I'm not good enough. Mm. Uh, also, like I said, just keep going. Keep going with all of this because uh, th- there is so much fucking like heat on Devondre Cam- Campbell. Here's another one. Uh, my brother and I have a ton of respect for your game, and you've been a great player in this league for years. But Madden has you rated higher than the front office personnel of the league as uh, as you did not crack the top 15 in the survey. So then Devondre retweets back, fuck all them front office personnel people. They still in their feelings because they said I'd never be anything than a special teams player, and I made all of them eat their words. Instead of them just admitting they were wrong, they keep disrespecting me. Oh, well, back to work. And another dude that uh, had a tweet but then deleted it, Devondre replied with, judging by your profile picture, you look very unhappy with your current life. So if calling me insecure makes you happy or helps you sleep better at night, then you go right ahead, big guy. I'm glad I could help. Thumbs up. Oh, okay. How about this one for me then? Okay. I have uh, oh, by the way, sorry. Oh. I forgot to uh, wow. wait, 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 wait. I forgot big to L. I big told... L, Tom. This bitch. I forgot to this bitch. My bad. I knew I was on the wrong thing, so I didn't want to hit it. Big L. Um, how about um this uh I'll send you I sent you one meme already. I'm gonna send you another one that'll be my Twitter hitter. Um the first one is funnier than this one. But the butt crack sports of the build of the worst NBA player. Uh Citing Derek White's hairline, Kyle Lowry's body, Dylan Brooks shooting, Jokic's athleticism, TJ McConnell's hand side, uh, hand size, Lonzo's knees, and Victor Wembanyama's feet. This bitch. Kind of funny. Whoa. Um. I love that they're wearing a, a Washington Wizards jersey. <laughs> just uh, just to double down on that. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. 
All right, quick hits. Yeah, okay. Uh, I got two. I got two here. So, uh, actually, you know what? I'll make three. I can make three. Uh, Dave, the Northwoods League All-Star Game is approaching for the Great Plains Division. It'll be on ESPNU. There's also a home run challenge. Uh, let me explain the rules of the home run challenge to you because it is not a home run derby, okay? Don't call it a home run derby. It is a home run challenge. All right. Don't call it a derby. Not a derby. It's a challenge. Okay. Uh, they announced the participants in the 2023 Great Lakes Home Run Challenge, which is not our division that I'm in right now. So this is on the other side. Um, there's nine participants from each division, uh, and they're doing a nine inning competition with this. Okay. So the rules: there's nine innings. Each of the nine players on each team will have a half an inning to represent the uh, their respected side of the division. They'll be in the way team that bats first, home team bats in the bottom half. Each player gets two minutes to hit as many home runs as they can during their turn. Each player will be allowed one timeout during that. The timeouts are 30 seconds. Should any contestant hit back-to-back home runs, they are granted an additional 30 seconds that gets added onto their time at the end of it. There's no timeouts and bonus time. The team that hits the most home runs is declared the champion. And then the individual who hits the most home runs in one of those half innings is the individual champion. Are you a fan of the home run challenge? I definitely am. Yeah. I I think it needs to get tweaked a little bit. I don't like the two minute timers. I would much rather it be three outs. Give them three outs and then just let them hit. I don't think I think the timer thing is a little bit wonky, um, but I understand. You know what I mean? It's it's fine. But yeah, I am a big fan of that. Yes. So it is team competition, home run challenge, if you will. Uh, and to fucking literally make that a thing. Yes. MLB. So Northwoods League doing that. Excited for that. Um, 18 guys in the fucking, um, the home run challenge though, for the MLB, that's gotta be rough. Yeah. And then 10 outs would be too many. That would just take forever. Well, so I said three. Yeah. So you hit, you hit three outs. I mean, that makes sense to me. And then back to back home runs, you get another out. No, just back, back to back home runs means nothing. Okay, fine. What about home runs over 450 feet? No, nothing. Oh, come on. Quit adding. Why well, are you going to add? Just make it simple. They have like track man now. They can figure that out in five seconds. It doesn't matter I, anymore. No, I'm saying adding to it. Just keep it simple. Okay. Um. How about um. SUNY Morrisville. Did you see this school in the news? Man, I, there's no way you'd get this one. Uh. Well... So, Dave, I don't know if you saw this from, like, a month or two ago, but this story hits a little bit closer to home as well, and it didn't get the same attention. SUNY Morrisville, um, they got turf on their field, yes? Yes. It is black turf, okay? Yeah, that's the fucking dumbest thing you would ever do to a football team. Um, Dave, I don't know if you know this, but South Milwaukee High School just did the same thing. They did? South Milwaukee High School now has black turf 
as their playing surface for the football stadium. And uh, why? Oh, God. No, I can't. I got to find it. I got to find it. South Milwaukee. Like maybe like athletics or something will have it. And then um, like we'll go with that. But yeah, so installing black turf, uh, absolutely a stupid, stupid thing. Okay, I knew his name was Anta. Uh, I will show you. Well, first of all, I guess here's a, you can just see it directly from this one. This one's immediate here. Uh, they are practicing on it right there, which I can't imagine doing football practice on the black fucking turf every day, especially in you know, August, as it is just going to be wrecking you the entire time. Here is, I guess, an aerial shot now of the black turf as well. So this is uh, SUNY Morrisville. Uh, sorry, now that I go back to it. It is, uh, they just did a new facility of it. They just released that they have black turf now at the stadium the football team, but also their outdoor field sports. Women's soccer will play there. Um, there's going to be men's soccer, field hockey, uh, D3 programs. So, you know, anything that they can get their hands on, they'll make a sport out of it. Um, I'll let it work. I'll let it work for the um, for the high school because they're not going to play any day games. But... You know, the college campus, you're going to play fucked day games. It happens all the time. Yeah. Black turf, really stupid. Really stupid. Yeah. That's a, that's a big, that's a big L. Yeah. Um, not a fan, not a fan of the black turf, but I, I didn't get as much, uh, prey or heat, I guess with no pun intended. LOL, 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 yeah. LOL. For South Milwaukee doing it when I thought for sure that that would get, uh, some of that as well. Um, and then I'll combine these last two for NFL news. Number one, um, did you see the new Seahawks uh, unis that are coming back? The 90s. Oh, theme? yeah. The video for it was sick. If you didn't watch the video, uh, the Jackson Smith and Jigma being in a room that's just full of 90s theme shit. It was a sick video. Um, it was uh, it came and gone. Uh, fast and came back again. And speaking of fast, Jordan Addison. You see this one, Dave? I did. Yeah. You're taking all of my things again. God damn it. Um, he was going 85 over in the uh, going 140 yeah. in a 55, driving a Lamborghini. Uh, unlikely to receive a suspension. Still able to report to training camp, which is crazy. Um, wasn't drunk, wasn't high, literally was just going fast. Hey, man. Fast cars, fast money, fast women. It's the fastest that get paid, and it's the fastest that get laid. Hey. Yeah. hey oh. Ricky Bobby. <laughs> yep, yep. Talladega Nights. Okay, go ahead, Dave. All right, Tom. Thanks for taking everything that I had. I can work with that. Uh, Tom, first of all, I, I know that we didn't talk about it today, but um, franchise running backs are not a thing anymore. No. No. And 
uh, whether it be Saquon Barkley, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, or you know Josh Jacobs, obviously the the two sandwich ends of that being really good. Uh, um, all right, maybe not Saquon. You know me, I had a big Saquon guy. But DC Treader came out and had some advice about uh, the policy about all these um, running backs itself. And here, I just I got to find the exact quote. You need to try to create as much leverage as you possibly can. And that's the tough thing with the franchise tag or being restricted in movement. It uh, is it decreases your leverage. But then you have to find creative ways to build leverage elsewhere. I think we've seen issues. Now, I don't think anybody would say they were fake injuries. But we've seen players who didn't want to be where they currently are have injuries that made them unable to practice and play. But you're not go- able to find you're not able to get fined. You're not able to be punished for not reporting. Uh, Tom, J.C. Treader just told running backs to pretend to be hurt, right? Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. There, Treader's the NFLPA president still, right? Yes, um, and not currently on a team, right? Browns? Is he still there? He was for a long time. Let me see if I can uh, look that up while you finish off here. Go ahead. Yeah, but that's all I had, actually. I, I think that's I think that's a pretty, pretty telling thing, uh, statement, I should say, because if you were if, – if the running backs were had any sight – uh, like future site of being actually paid, Treader would never have made that statement. Clearly, uh, they're fucked, is what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like he actually hasn't been on a team for a little bit now, and he's just the president of. Oh, there you go. So last time he was on the Browns was 2021. Where did J.C. Treader go to college? Oh, five, four, West Virginia, Cornell. Um, I never would have got that. Never would have got that either. So, um, yeah, first team all Ivy League in 2012. Wow. Good for him. All right. Next up, Tom, this one's a short, short, but sweet. Uh, We talked about the Yankees and how they suck. Mm -hmm. Not really, but they're dead ass in their division. And after uh, they blew the game yesterday, specifically Carlos Don, he ended up uh, blowing a kiss to the Yankee fans that were booing him. Uh, rate that on a scale of badass. Um, like a six point nine. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Yankees, Yankee fans. Uh, but also, Rodon, you ain't doing right. Um, the mustache is hard, though. Yeah, it's just, I mean, I can't like a mustache on the Yankees because I know they'd have a sick beard. Oh, yeah, Carlos Rodon definitely had a sick beard. Yeah, definitely so, did. so, like, you know, I can't, I can't root for a mustache on the Yankees because I know it just means they don't have a beard. All right, last one. This one's, again, very short and sweet. Uh Tom, how much how much soccer do you watch? Um, 
I'm good for like one game a year. Okay. Okay. Um, how do you feel about Bayern Munich? Um, they're my favorite German Bundesliga soccer team. Great. Well, they just played a friendly. Uh, ninth division German team FC Rotach Igern. And uh, want to take a guess what the score was? 20 nothing. Close, but not really. 27 to nothing. Jesus. They scored 18 goals before halftime. What the fuck, dude? Oh, my God. Yeah, just don't I mean, play them. Holy wow. shit. Yeah, can I give you can I give you my fun dominating snat from this league? Uh we had a six game stretch against uh the Minot Hot Tots, which are yes, they are tighter yeah, I think tots. We talked about this last week. Um and the Minnesota Mud Puppies. When did we record? Sunday? No, we didn't record then, right? Saturday. Okay, well then add on more to it. Um just a fun one here. From the 12th to the 16th, there was a doubleheader as well in there. So six games. We got on base 145 times in six games. There you go. Uh, yeah, nasty. But that's pretty nasty for two pro teams to do that. And uh, did you also well, see... Well, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily call it a pro team. They're, they're the ninth division pro team. Well, they're getting paid. So, pro. Their stadium seats a thousand. Oof, God damn. <laughs> Did you see that the odds for the women to win against Vietnam today is the same as Victor Wembanyama going number one overall? Why? Yeah. Well, they better win. So it almost like almost it would have felt like treason to bet on Vietnam, but I was like, wow, uh like that's a pretty intent like that's tempting. I mean, it, it's Vietnam, and this women's team is going to be good. So go for it, folks. Mm. Go for it. Okay, is that going to be it? That it? Yeah. Nice. If you guys like this episode, make sure you guys download us wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Pandora, iHeart, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Getting pretty good at saying all those in a row right now. 128 straight weeks. What up, bitches? If you don't want to download us, though, you can always check us out on thechairshot.com. Tom, quit stealing all my goddamn quick hits. Peace. Every time we do it, y'all, we do 